Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for joining us here on the program as we come your way every Sunday at 7 a.m., 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at richarddugan.com and the podcasts of which this is both a podcast and a broadcast, are available on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and many other locations. And we encourage you to click on either the name of our guest when you're listening to the podcast, or if you're listening via the SoundCloud player, click on the grocery cart. We've got nothing to sell you here on this program What we are trying to do is direct you in the right direction to get information that can help you in your evolutionary process. So we certainly hope that you will click there and go to their guest website. And if you like what uh, we're doing here with the guests we're bringing to you, we would really like to have you, um, if you can, if you can, uh, support us financially. We would greatly appreciate any support. uh, And we thank those who have supported and those who will support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to get started here on the program with my guest who, she's a medical intuitive among other things, but today we are going to talk about uh, something that obviously (laughs) we've all been inundated by, both uh, in terms of our our day-to-day lives as well as information that's just coming at us from everywhere. And I realize, okay, I can be accused of doing the same thing. Well, Uh, When this program is over, I think you'll be able to drop the accusations because it's not my information. Uh, It is information that has been gathered uh, by my guest, Kimberly Meredith, who uh, is going to share with us uh, to start with. We're going to talk about uh, some of the 21 tips in regards to taking care of yourself during this pandemic uh, regarding coronavirus and uh, COVID-19. And uh, first of all, uh, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. I take it you do not go by doctor. No, I'm a medical intuitive. Just a medical intuitive. You do not have a, a medical degree in that regard. But what you do and what our, what many of our uh, guests do is they tap into their intuition That still small voice, which we are encouraging during 2020, the year of perfect vision. We are asking people to go within, to find that still calm, peaceful place to start with. And then also to go within to get the guidance that they need, the information that they need. And that's where you go. And uh, I tell you what, I can trust that information more than I can the stuff that's coming uh, coming out of the radios and TVs and whatever locations. And I made this comment to you before we got started. I find it fascinating how many people have gotten their epi- um, epidemiology degrees uh, since uh, January or February of this year, uh, as if they know exactly what's going on. Uh, from your perspective, even from an intuitive perspective, do we really know that much about this specific uh, virus that uh, allegedly actually started in China I've heard it said that it started in some of these food markets where they've got raw food and they've got live animals and all of this kind of stuff. And supposedly that's where it started. And then there's speculation abounding about, oh, no, it was created in a Chinese laboratory. Oh, no, it was the U.S. government that did this and da, da, da. And it's like I'm tired of hearing that stuff. I want to know from your perspective, what do you know about this virus uh, maybe we can answer where it comes from. I don't know, but uh, share with us from your intuitive perspective. 
I mean, there's a lot of different things that people are saying right now. And um, there's many things that we could go into. And my background comes from being medically tested with Dr. Norm Sheely, SciTech Lab, Noetic Ions Institute. And I'm not really wanting to get into political views at the moment um, about this right no and i'm not asking you to so yeah. that's that's just fine i don't you know yeah but i do believe that the virus um is something that's been coming on for a long time way before it emerged um it's been duplicating itself and um it basically was going to come and is here <laughs> and it's it was it was coming um you know uh from our weakened immune systems and our system is is you know and, and i'm not saying it's not another thing is going to come because it, it it obviously um is is real and and um it, it's it's happening because of a lot of things that we weren't taking notice of and um, now we have to take notice of it and we're forced to take notice of it. And we don't, we have a lot of things that um, our government hasn't helped um, with our food and our water and our nutrition. Mm -hmm. And now that we have to kind of wake up to what's happening to us and, and, and understand in the, in, in my coronavirus book that I did put out and I wrote it in actually three days. I touch on a lot of things that we are not um, basically um, being notified of, which is our drinking water and our food and things that we now need to take notice of. Would you say that, uh, that um, the United States specifically that its population is um, based upon the the health statistics uh, prior to say uh, January 2020. Our population is the least prepared uh, anti-immunally, um, um, if you will, uh, to handle this virus the way that our bodies were designed to? Absolutely. I mean, uh, how I work as a medical intuitive is I scan people with my eye blinking and my hands. And I'd say 95% of the clients that I see virtually and in my office are immune suppressed. And that's because of our sources of food and water is polluted. And our water that we drink out of our faucets is tap water. And most people buy water through plastic containers. And that is fossil fuel. Most people are ingesting up to seven credit cards of plastic through their body a day. Um, fish wow. is polluted. And um, it's very easy to go out and buy a filter and put it on your sink of 20 bucks and drink tap uh, filtered water instead of going out to your market and buying 
a, a Walmart water or Arrowhead water that's plastic. There's no PBA free, I'm sorry. And most of the fish you're eating is polluted with mercury and toxic poisoning because the water in the ocean is full of plastic and toxic uh, fuel mm-hmm. poisoning. So basically our world um, was full of toxic exposure and 5G pollution, which is basically why we got coronavirus. Well, uh, th- that makes perfect sense. And a lot of what I have been hearing, too, uh, is that um, uh, because of the fact that our immune systems are so, uh, as a nation, are so depleted because of a lot of the things that have been put into our food supplies, a lot of the th- in our environment, uh, the medications that we uh, have to take because, well, <laughs> uh, because... Um, we have all of these underlying conditions and a lot of the problems that we have like obesity and diabetes and heart disease and all of these other things uh, are related to, if I'm understanding from many of my other guests and, and even yourself are due to inflammation. Uh, And what people don't seem to realize is that when things become inflamed, they don't just inflame on the outside. Like I've, I've had problems uh, over the years with my knee uh, where if I, if I stress it too much for too long, uh, it starts to get sore and then puffs up a little. Well, it puffs up on the inside too, which then sort of puts a stranglehold on all the different vessels and, and these types of things. Um, and it's so, you know, I'm hoping my observations sadly <laughs> might are correct in that we have we have done ourselves a disservice by buying into the marketing uh, in this country of all of the processed foods and all of the different medications and and um, moving into areas we didn't really investigate first. I mean, who's going to move into an area uh, called Love Canal after you find out that it was contaminated. I mean, severely contaminated. Would you move next to Three Mile Island even today, let alone Chernobyl? Uh, we just, we seem to just kind of negate all that, don't we? Uh, somehow we, we, we aren't thinking. Is that a, is that, or, or maybe we can't think because of all of the contaminants. Which, which do you think that is? What is your question about the inflammation? Just to be well, clear. Uh, the the actually it's it's more having you elaborate in that inflammation seems to be the root cause of the majority of the the uh, underlying conditions as they are being referred to today that will probably cause a person to die. Whereas if they didn't have those underlying conditions and they did get the coronavirus. They would get it. Their their immune system would take it on. It would fight it. It would win, and they would go on living. But because of those underlying conditions, which are due to, as as I've been told on this program many times, due to inflammation in the body in many different areas, that's part of the problem that we have. Is that a is that a fair observation or assessment? I don't know. I don't really know. But you know, inflammatory stress raising your cortisol, all of this, you know, getting worried and living in fear is a very third dimensional process of consciousness for me. I feel that, um, you know, there's many reasons why people can get COVID-19 and the flu and the cancer and lots of different elements and illnesses in your body. 
And I believe because I am a very high frequency medical medium Mm -hmm. that a leaky gut or pneumonia or person that has cancer or a person that has adrenal fatigue is more likely to get COVID-19 than a person that's completely healthy. And inflammation comes from someone that has high cortisol levels. And so if you're listening to the news all day and you're getting highly stressed out and you have an underlying cause of diabetes, you're more likely to have more inflammation in your body than if you're listening to the Beatles all day and you're meditating, then you're likely to have less inflammation in your body all day. So basically, if you want to understand that, I believe that we have the power to lower our inflammation in your body if you want. So I do believe that we have the power to heal ourselves and not live in a lower frequency if we want. There is a lot of alternatives for us to heal ourselves. I believe that inflammation can be healed. I believe that we have the power to heal ourselves. I believe that there are a lot of alternative ways that we can, that are here for us right now that we can reach out. But I do believe that, yes, there's always been inflammation in our bodies and there is more right now because there's a lot of bad things out there that we are gravitating towards. But the good news is that we are having shows like this that are making us more aware of the things that not to eat, Mm -hmm. you know, like don't eat a piece of fish right now. Don't eat soy. (laughs) Don't eat, don't eat food that doesn't say grass or organic on it. You know, there's things that, you know, don't drink tap water. Don't take a shower in unfiltered water. Don't take a bath in unfiltered water. You know, there's things out there that we need to be more, aware of that can help us not have inflammation in there, your body. Mm. Well, I, I will tell you that my wife and I, who have lived in Santa Barbara for now just over 14 years, uh, we have been living in a rural area. And I'm going to say we are fortunate that we are not on a municipal water supply. We live up okay. in a rural area where we have well water. Uh-huh. which comes from the groundwater and so forth that w- comes from the rain. And um, I remember when we first moved here and we had uh, a flock of chickens and we would used to, and, and turkeys on the property, and we used to leave out right. these big bowls of water for them because, you know, it's just a nice thing to do. And the rains started coming down. I mean, and it overflowed those water bowls. And uh, I figured, well, the water's got to be cleaned out because it's been raining for a couple of days. I took a wonderful long drink of that water, that rainwater. Oh my God! The, uh, there has never been anything better that I have ever tasted than that water itself coming from the sky. Uh, and uh, so I, I wish I was. Uh, uh, we had more rains here, and I could collect even more because that ionized uh, those ionized drops are just. I don't know. They're just marvelous. It, I don't, it does something to the interior of the body that is so magnificent. It just feels so good. You uh, any any uh, any thoughts on that in terms of uh, uh, you know if you can get it <laughs> rainwater <clears throat> as opposed to obviously the municipal the bottled plastic bottled water or in our case even the well water. I, you know, I have my opinions on all water because I've been tested with water Mm -hmm. over and over again at the scientific uh, labs that I've been at. And I'm not a fan of 
certain well water. There's mm-hmm. certain areas that well water is contaminated. I've had people that have severe cancer with well water. Mm-hmm. It depends on what area you're living in. Right, with the well right. Water. Yeah, so you have to be careful with the well water. Sure. I like Mountain Valley spring water. That's a good source of water. Um, but I do believe that if you're going to drink water, it's got to be out of glass. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, we have both metal and glass glasses, drinking yeah. Glasses at home, and yeah. um, and and you know it's it's certainly different. We also um, only drink distilled water at home, and we do that only because we can get the minerals from all of the other foods that we eat, uh, and uh, and so forth. And actually, we give it to our animals primarily because of the risk of the equivalency in animals of kidney stones. We had a cat who had kidney stones twice. Now, they call them crystals in a cat, but that cost you $3,000 a pop, let me tell you. So we now call our cat, Rupert, the $6,000 cat. Uh, be that as it may, uh, that's just one area. First of all, how did uh, I want to back up and ask you how you started in this particular area. Was this something that you sort of became aware of as a child, um, or was there, a, as I like to say, a catalytic moment in your life where you had that aha moment, oh, I, I, I'm picking up on this kind of information from my intuition and so forth. Or were you raised in this, in this environment where you were open to this? Uh, no, um, I, I had um, a near-death experience um, a few years ago. And um, a near-death experience is an out-of-body experience after I had an accident and um, I had a encounter with the divine, the Holy Spirit and um, came back from that and um, was a very hard recovery from that. I was in a wheelchair and I received the Holy Spirit through my body. And after that happened, I became a full blown trance channel. Hmm. And when I was a little girl, though, I did have some abilities with my eyes were blinking and I had um, some abilities with my hands where I would heal animals. And then so in a few years back, um, just a few years ago, I've only been doing healing for about four years now. After my near death experience, I started blinking again, as I did when I was a child. But for many years in my adulthood, I didn't have any uh, blinking or any abilities at all of, uh, healing abilities. And then after my near death experience, um, where my life was taken from me and I came back, um, just in the last few years, I've become a full blown trans medium and, and healer. And I have a full blown practice in LA and I travel around the world and I do many expos and and, 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 and events and, and healings. I have a YouTube channel called Kimberly Meredith Channel of the Holy Spirit. And I've been um, doing many, um, uh, people don't have to tell me anything about them. And I just wave my hand over a person and I, I know I get information that tells me what people have. And I am a uh, been tested. I'm, I'm one of the only medical mediums that have been tested at some of these scientific institutions. And I I didn't go because it was something I wanted to do 
I really was asked to do just because I felt it was good to do for humanity and to see what these scientific institutes wanted to, um, like you were saying, find out Mm -hmm. about to be healthy. Right. The healing, the healing trilogy.com is your website where people can certainly learn more about you and, and the work that you do. Tell us a little bit about that. What, what is the healing trilogy? The healing trilogy is something that I was told to, to make happen after I had had about 450 people come in my home in 2015 from all over Los Angeles County after I healed a very famous athlete of an Achilles heel that he was going to have operated on at Cedar sinai with my bare hands. I put his Achilles heel back into his um, back of his um, calf and then to his ankle. And by saying Hail Mary prayer in three minutes, he was going to have surgery at Cedar sinai And he was um, a person that knew me through another friend. And he came over and said, what are you going to do with your life? And I said, I'll probably nothing. I'm disabled from the accident. Um, I was hit on foot by a car. And uh, after that, you know, admitted to the hospital, had the NDE, came home. And I was pretty much crippled in a wheelchair, had a collar on. And so he came to visit me. And um, I just sat there on the couch and just said the Hail Mary prayer on him. And um, I, uh, so he had left, went to the doctor. The doctor said, did an an x-ray and said we canceled the surgery you're healed it had gone back up into his um leg and it was the calf and the ankle and it was healed so he called me back up and said i'm going to start sending people to you you have nothing else to do i said why he said you healed me and at that point i didn't really know what that really meant but after that in in 2015 to 16 I just started seeing people in my home mm-hmm. and I was just basically then I wasn't blinking. I wasn't finding things in people's bodies. I was just preying on people and, and doing like a healing, like sort of like it was called Reiki. Mm-hmm. And it just started starting to explode. Then I started getting messages through my eye blinking. What is the left eye says things are good in your body. The right eye says things are not good in your body. And then I started becoming a full-blown trans-channel medium. And then I started being directed, which there's a a very famous medium psychic called Edgar Cayce. Yes. Started getting information from him. Then I started getting information from Albert Einstein. And then I started getting information from many other mediums and psychics. And then other mediums and psychics and people like from The Secret and what's the belief and famous other people in the industry of mediums, psychics, and people start finding out about me. And then my fiance at the time said he was moving out <laughs> because he's like, this is ridiculous. I don't like this stuff and I'm not dealing with this. Stop being this person you are. I want you to be who you were before. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I can't go back to that. I'm this now. So he moved out and I was very sad. And I sat here, I was like, well, this is who I am now. I can't be who I was before. And then I was on this greater journey. And then um, after that, I decided to open up an office because having that many people in my home was not going to work out. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. What has been what has been the one uh, say profound thing that you have discovered about yourself through the just specifically through the past four years, but maybe since you became aware of this wonderful gift that, uh, and I would think that you do feel it as a gift that you have been given uh, to to help uh, other people around the world. Um, thanks. Well, I think wh- what I found out about is that no matter what happens, no matter how dark everything seems and how everything is just exposing itself, the truth always unfolds. And what always unfolds is that no matter how grim and how dark is that we're always called back to the Holy Spirit, God. And no matter how we dismay God or how we are neglecting the energy of God, the Holy One, I'm sorry, but the energy of God is going to be um, uh, there for us. That is the main focus. I have to say that uh, you, know, you mentioned Reiki. My, I, I and my wife both are Reiki masters. And the, the, the way that we were taught to handle the energy, so to speak, or to allow it to flow through us uh, as a conduit, we are the conduit, we are not the energy, uh, is to just allow it to flow through us and to not put any expectations on it but to send it to that individual or to that circumstance and allow that individual to choose what they will do with it. And uh, I've shared this story many times on this program, and I'll keep it brief. My uh, uncle on my father's side was uh, diagnosed with cancer, and uh, he'd been through everything, and obviously he was in stage four. And uh, so we said, well, we'd like to get a picture of him. We'll send him an absentee healing. At least that's what it's called. Uh, But we were going to send him the energy that he would need to do what he wanted to do. And if that was to heal, then more power to him. And if it wasn't and he chose to go the other direction and leave, then that was his choice as well. And we sent it and we were told the story after his passing, after the funeral. We said that after you guys gave him that absentee healing a day or two later, um, he got really angry in regards to his medications and threw them across the room and against the wall got into his wheelchair, rolled across the compound where he and his family lived to where his son lived, the, the dwelling in which his son lived. And uh, the two of them had, uh, I guess what you might call a, uh, a father and son, I don't know if it was a come to Jesus meeting or just a, you know, a father-son uh, farewell, if you will. And then I think it was the next day that he left. He passed. And that's one of those things that is hard for people to understand, especially in the traditional medical community. And that is that it is not always uh, a, a healing, as we like to call it, is not always what we expect. Your thoughts from your intuitive self as far as the people that you have helped, uh, is that your perspective that it's up to them as to which direction they want to go or how they want to proceed? Not really. I mean, because I'm a vessel for, there's two things that I do. I I help people. So for me and for them and for the energy of the omnipresent, there's three, there's, there's three things actually going on. So for for, you're, you're asking the question for a person that has the healing um, and for what I'm involved with. So, and what they're involved with. So for me, 
when people come to me, they often people come to me to find out what's really wrong with them because they've gone through many scans and many doctors and sometimes they want emotional healing. And they want to find out what's really going on with them because a lot of times they've gone through scans and healings and they're four stage cancers and all kinds of things, but they don't know why they have it or what's going on. And mm -hmm. so I'm really like a private investigator. I get down and dirty with what's going on with them. So like if they've got brain tumors or all this stuff, I'll find out if they've got something going on with their root canal. And I find out they've got something going on with their prostate or this, that, or why it happened. Mm -hmm. So I investigate and shred your body. I know everything that's going on in you. Mm -hmm. But then I also have this gift of healing people and helping them get healed. I can dissolve a tumor in two minutes, but it's not me that's doing it. It's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But your question is very valid because can they stay healed? Who is the healer? Mm -hmm. Is it you inviting the healing inside your body? And is it the right time? And does God want you to stay healed? And is it who is calling upon the healing? And it, are you to stay healed? God is the healer. I'm not the healer. And is it your time to stay healed? And how long are you to stay alive? So many people have often called me and said, Kimberly, my mom was healed through the grace of the Holy Spirit. She stayed healed seven months longer than she was supposed to be healed. She stayed alive three years longer than she was supposed to stay alive because of your diet program, because of the Holy Spirit. The doctor said she was supposed to be dead two weeks ago mm -hmm. and she stayed alive. So it's very interesting. But also here's another thing that's very interesting. I'm supposed to be dead right now. Why do I stay alive? I'm not supposed to be alive right now either. Here's the other thing I find out with people that have healings. The people that stay healed longer, even four stage cancers that I'm even shocked that they're alive after they've had healings are the ones that go out and do service work. And I find the people that do more service work, they have radio shows, they have music groups, they go out and do volunteer work. And they're even still healed, but they still come out saying they have cancer. They're out there doing some amazing volunteer work and they have the energy. So even me at times, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll be like, oh my God, I don't feel as good as I should, but I get up, I go to the office and I maybe shouldn't be going to the office because I have patients that are very ill, but I go out there and I serve the spirit. Should we maybe redefine the word healing when it comes to uh, caring for others and sharing this this gift, if you will, uh, yours and others, because who, there are many people around the world who are trying to, again, facilitate, if you will, or assist in uh, maybe it is eradicating the cancer. Maybe it is whatever it is they're trying to do to help this person. Maybe we should, I don't know, redefine that word to to mean what it really means, as, as you just sort of elucidated to? Absolutely. So people that, like I have a person right now, he had 17 tumors in his body. He's a firefighter for 9-11. They told him he was going to pass like nine months ago, he came to me, we prayed the Hail Marys. He's, 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 he's out there 
I mean, I'm getting chills right now through my body because what keeps him going is he's in between his chemos. He's calling other people, praying for them. So he is in service of the Holy Omnipresent. Mm. And in service of that, he says, I feel an amazing amount of strength. I feel the power of spirit coming through my body. And that keeps me alive. Hmm. Well, I will tell you that that it's a lot of times, and I think of uh, James Redfield's uh, uh, book, uh, The Celestine Prophecy. And, and the yeah, oh, absolutely. We're going to get him on this program, as a matter of fact. I was on a panel with him recently at the Expo. Oh, down in Los Angeles. Uh-huh, I was with him. Yeah, it's been a long time since I went to one of those expos. I mean, we're talking maybe eight or ten years, uh, and those are marvelous. And the people that you meet, and so on and so forth. I was privileged to, to finally meet a gentleman I've been interviewing for over twenty years, Greg Braden. I got to meet him in person. Yeah, uh, really terrific. But he talks about it in Celestine prophecy. Uh, James Redfield does about messages that we have one for another. And so that example you gave earlier about this woman who uh, what was it? Her mother, or her aunt, uh, who got an extra seven months or an extra three years because maybe she still had messages. God was saying, no, 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 you're not done yet. You got more messages to pass out or (laughs) fortune cookies or whatever it might be. Uh, You're not done teaching as it were. You're not done teaching. Yeah. So she would come with me and I do a lot in my healing. I do a lot of calling in the Holy one and praying and, and, and dismissing energy off. And through the prayer, people come back in and, and they say, I felt the energy coming through and I, the will. And even though if the doctor may say, you're not going to be here very much longer, they're like, no, I am. I'm healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I used to work for a Christian radio station back in the 80s and early 90s. And we had on that station back in Phoenix uh, several programs over the course of that time. Uh, They were call-in prayer programs, okay? Now, like I said, I was there for 15 years, so I got to become very familiar with many of the voices of the callers. And what I noticed over the years was that when they would call up asking for prayer for their healing, they were calling every week for months and months and months. And I <laughs> wow. used and I used to wonder, well, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why aren't they getting healed? Why do they keep calling for the same thing? And it finally dawned on me, they weren't calling for their healing. They were calling for a connection. Yeah. They were probably shut-ins, elderly and so forth, and it, it yeah, maybe they did need a healing, but what was even more important was that connection. Now, here we are today, in the midst of uh, COVID-19 or the coronavirus, which, by the way, I find fascinating. Uh, once I found out what the word corona meant, and that's crown, uh, and the view of the, the molecule, if you will, that they've been showing time and time again, I, it's very interesting that it is a crown, which is a sign of royalty, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, and, and when you start looking at that, you know, and, 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 and wondering, okay, well, there's a great symbolism there. Now, that's not to say that we necessarily want to contract this by any means. By the way, as of our conversation here this, uh, today, I have a sister, her husband, and two adult children who have tested positive, and they're now at home going through the ups and downs of the fever. 
But they're they're so far they're doing well. So far, nothing in the respiratory area. But uh, so and of course, my wife and I kept asking ourselves before we found this out, who do we know that's been tested positive? We didn't know anybody. Well, now I have four, and it's a serious thing because I've got a sister who's got some pre-existing conditions. I don't know about her daughters, uh, and her husband, who happens to work in law enforcement uh, near the jail, probably contracted it uh, in the jail from one of the inmates and right. then brought it home and shared it <laughs> with yeah. with a wife and then the two kids who came to visit. Uh, so um, this is a very real thing. But let's talk about this from a, a, a more, a, a higher level, if you will. Uh, um, um, I, I like to say metaphysical. We can call it spiritual as well. There are many people who believe that we, we come here to learn lessons. There are lessons that we want to learn as individual souls, if you will. And even collectively, as certain communities, we, we collectively decide unconsciously maybe but here we are with eight billion people on the planet and i i put this question to you what do you think the reason is that humanity has chosen this particular scenario for itself any thoughts well i'm not quite sure yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure with that question because I, I'm getting sort of a negative link on that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if humanity chose it. Okay. Yeah. And I understand that. I do. I understand yeah. what you're I'm, saying. Yeah, I'm not sure if humanity. I think I think that we have evolved into an energy for a long time that has sort of kind of spilled upon us mm-hmm. from dishonoring many things, like I said in the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. Right. Um, and so we have kind of not paid attention and kind of, I don't want to be you know, a down, a Debbie downer. But. <laughs> well, but let's, let's tell the, but let's tell the truth here. I mean, when you think about it, are, 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 are you a parent? I not right now. No. Okay. Uh, but say that I feel in my heart that we have not honored certain things in our world mm-hmm. that we should be honoring. And so what happens when we don't honor certain things that eventually things fall apart. Mm-hmm. And so right now things have been falling apart in a third dimensional way. And so now and saying this in kind of a very sweet and loving way um, that it's time to regroup mm-hmm. and it's time to reevaluate and, and, and be, and, 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 and spiritually boost our whole world, our whole globe and in a, in a, in a better, in a, in a, in a much, much higher frequency mm-hmm. on all levels. It seems to me like, uh, the universe is saying to the human race and I'll, I'll put this kindly for radio. You need to get your crap together, people. 
Yeah, and, and, and honor and respect everything. Each other so, as well. Yes, absolutely. And so that's all I'm trying to say, that if it was unconscious, we need to be more conscious. So someone asked the day, and if you were, how conscious is Mother Earth? And I blinked, maybe 30% conscious. <laughs> so that's not very good right now. Mm. We're supposed to be 100% conscious. <laughs> well, so. uh, you're absolutely right. I find it interesting, too. And again, uh, th- th- this is not by any means in an attempt to get uh, uh, political. That is not what this program is about. But what's fun, what's really interesting is the divergent views uh, and the divergent pieces of information that are out there that we are bombarded by. Which yes. is, again, why I encourage people to go within. That's where your real answers are. There are many different techniques that you can use. One that I was taught many, many years ago, which is, which is uh, called body testing, or it's also called, um, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. Um, oh, um, it's, it's where you, you, uh, uh, you can, well, one of the tests, for example, where you say yes or no, you take your thumb and your forefinger on both hands, you link them together like a chain, and then you ask a question and then you pull. And if the answer is yes, then it, the, the, the rings stay together, so to speak. But if it's no, then it comes apart and, and you're, you're not doing anything to try to facilitate that consciously with your thumb and forefinger on either hand to, to, Guess what it is? Uh, it's even said that uh, if you stick your arm out horizontally and then you ask the question and someone then tries to push your arm down, the answer no, uh, it goes down. And the answer yes, it stays. They can't push it down. The body knows from the higher self, if you will, from that that intuition. Uh, how do you do you even have to test anything? That you are, um, uh, uh, that that you are intuiting. You just you accept that it's the truth. Is that correct? Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, everything is downloaded through my guides to me. My eyes blink questions and answers. People ask me a question. My eyes will blink the answer. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of a, it's like a sign languager. So my eyes, my left eye will blink. Yes. My right eye blinks. No, both eyes will blink in confirmation. Like yesterday I scanned a man. He came in the office and um, I went through his body. Thank you for asking this. So I, I go through his body with my hands. I do this virtually on the screen. People will come on Skype. They don't know how I can do it. I do this through a whole room of a thousand people. Mm-hmm. I will just go through a room and find a person. But if it's just a one-on-one, I'll go through the body and wave my hand across him. And I knew he had a thyroid tumor. My right eye will go, no, 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 on his thyroid. Then I knew he had prostate problem. No, no, on the prostate. But here's the other thing that'll happen, which is very interesting. Unlike a psychic, because I don't call myself a psychic, I mm-hmm. call myself a medical intuitive medium, mm-hmm. but also gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because why is that? Because I'll get a hit from God, which is flashes of bright light, just the way that came through my eyes when I had my NDE. I went through his body and I got bump, 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 which was flashes of light through his body. 
And then I said to him, you had a surgery. And he goes, yes, I did. And I said, well, you almost died during that surgery. He goes, yes, I almost died during the surgery. And I said, they're telling me your surgery was right about underneath your abdomen area. And it was a year ago. And he goes, yes, it was. And his wife started crying. Hmm. And then I looked at him and I said, since then, your immune system has been very weak. And he says, yes, I'm a plumber and I can barely work. And when I looked about his abdomen area, he said it was a hernia and it was twisted. So this is the information I get from God. I don't think to me, it's a psychic information. It's more of a God information. So I know my gifts were from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And when you look in the Bible, you can say that people are given gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing I did is I went up to his throat yesterday and I said, what did the doctor say about your throat tumor? They said they want to cut it out with a knife and I may not speak again. I said, you want me to lay hands on your throat and try to take that nodule off your throat right now? And he looked at me, he said, I'm Jewish. I said, that means nothing to me being Jewish. <laughs> Jesus was Jewish. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, can you pray on my throat and try to take that off? I said, God can do that, the Holy Spirit. And he says, yes, let's try. I said, okay. He says, but I speak in Hebrew. I said, fine. I was raised half Jewish. My mom is Italian Catholic. Let's all pray. <laughs> so he says, okay. So I laid my hands on him and I started praying in Hebrew. And I also prayed the Hail Marys. So it didn't go down all the way, but guess what? About half an inch dismissed. And guess what? I'll take it. Hey. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so he was very happy with that. And I told him, you know what? Don't eat any more fish. So, yeah. Yeah, there you know, th that's interesting that you say that too because uh, it's one thing to seek one's healing. It's another thing after the fact, and especially yeah. if the healing comes, if that's what you desire. Uh, it's another thing then to make the adjustments in your lifestyle yeah, so that it doesn't come back unless, unless subconsciously yeah. you want it to come back. Yeah. And then I'll know how he is next week. And if next week it's, it's if he goes to the doctor, so this is my daily life. Like mm -hmm. I'll get back. Well, it's gone down. It feels better. It's not cancer. And he, and I know it's not cancer because if it was, I would have gotten hot flashes. So, and, and, and you're like, Oh God, hot flashes. Okay. But yeah. So he, I know he will be better. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that we have to uh, keep in mind, and that is we have to have, a, 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 as individuals seeking, we have to have an yeah. intent. We ha we just can't go willy-nilly and say, yeah, well, okay, what the heck? Well, I'll call Kimberly and we'll see what happens, you know. Uh, <laughs> and at the same time, I know there are people who will travel across the country and around the world. I mean, I know there's still people that are that are going to Lourdes and Fatima. There's even a similar sacred site in Ireland called the Grotto. My wife and I have been to oh, um, where people go to and they expect a healing. They expect this that, that this this person that's going there is going yeah. to be healed of whatever it is, whatever malady they they are dealing with. So yeah. uh, you just you just don't do it, you know, on a whim. It's it's you have to take that as seriously as uh, as the the energies coming in. Uh, so so you were raised uh, in in both a Jewish and a Catholic uh, household, huh? I was. 
Yes. That that is, uh, from my perspective, <laughs> fascinating, because you have two different worlds that, from time to time, probably collided a little bit. Or or did you find that there was some type of uh, unifying force that brought the two together for for you? Um, I I felt a comfortableness and sometimes an uncomfortableness, but mostly comfortableness because my stepdad um, loved the holidays of both, but I did like going to temple. I have to be honest with you. I love the Jewish traditions and I love going to temple and I love that whole part of my life a lot, but I also really love Catholicism too, but I love, I have, I love all people and I really do love all religions, but I love the mere fact that Jesus didn't confine himself to any ministry. He loved being on a rock and praying for everyone. Yeah. And I'm so non-judgmental. I mean, I could cry right now because I love everybody. Well, one of the beautiful things that I got out of the Gospels when Jesus was talking to his disciples about the miracles he was performing and they wanted to do the same stuff. You know, I mean, they've been following him for a while and, hey, right. this is pretty cool. And right. his response to their query was, this stuff I do? Oh, hey, you guys want to do that? Sure, no problem. But right. let me tell you something. You're going to do greater works than these. And I honestly believe in my own heart that the greater work he was talking about was the transformation of one's life. Now, yeah. I will tell you that back in the 80s, early 90s, I was approached by some of these folks who had the prayer programs and they wanted to heal my eyesight because uh, I was born legally blind. And yet I was doing all the stuff that I'm, I'm doing now. Uh, and at that time, and this is just where I was at the time, I said, well, no, thank you. Um, uh, you know, you, I can't stop you from praying for me, but I need to tell you that that's not my purpose here. My purpose here is not to be healed. My purpose here is to do the work I'm doing to help you get your message out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, come, uh, 1996 technology catches up. I get a lens implant while I'm now driving. So, you know, uh, I, and I've, I've sort of rethought that experience back then with those folks, and I'm sure they did pray for me. I, you know, again, as I said, I, I can't stop someone from doing that. But that's just where I was at the time. Right. But I also do believe that we need to find our lives. You have found yours, it sounds like. And, and people who are seeking to get to their life's purpose, maybe they need to go through this process of healing a particular malady or ailment or dis-ease because maybe it's that's the one block if they can just get through that block so they can really get to doing that which they have been called to do have you experienced that with folks that you've worked with no i'm healed now and now i can go off and i can whether they say, I can go do God's work, I can live my life's purpose, I can serve people, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, do, you, do you find that uh, often? I do. I, I do find that's a great question. I do find people wanting to serve more. Most of the clients that come around me, most people in my workshops and expos, they want to learn to do some sort of healing or helping or they change their career, especially right now. A lot of people want to be more in touch with their 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 feminine divine 
they want to do a more of a calling of, of some sort of helping of service. They feel like the more they serve, the more spirits talking to them. They want to be closer to the frequency of God. They feel that they were raised in a religious um, teaching what they want to get out of, of a strict religion and more into the spirit spiritualness of God. And I feel a lot of times that they feel more connected now than ever since they feel what's happened right now with COVID-19 and the, the, the racism thing that's happening. And I feel like there's a very strong connection right now. Even those things are very sad that it's bringing out a lot of inner wounds in people that they want to heal. And I feel um, that if they have going through a terminal illness or they have, I have a lot of COVID-19 people that have reached out to me that in a way they're getting quickly healed. And then they're, they're shifting the way they thought their life was the reality into a big brighter reality. Hmm. Well, I will tell you that the one exciting thing from my perspective is that there are folks out there such as yourself who are doing what they can to facilitate bringing people into a place of ease, if you will, so that they can then pursue those life's dreams that they have had for gosh knows how, who knows how long. And quite honestly, I have been very fortunate in my life. I have felt like I've been in the right place at the right time throughout, I just say, the majority of my 60 years that I've been on this planet. Uh, still just a less than a puff of smoke. Uh, <laughs> and um, it's just been it's been extraordinary too. the, the, the people that I have met. Now, going back to that that incident back at the Christian station with these people who wanted to pray for my healing, I, I was trying to get a driver's license just to ride a moped. That I just a moped would have been fine. And finally, I gave up. I finally acquiesced and I said, okay, all right. If I'm bicycling at the age of 65, so be it. That's okay. Life is still good. I'm still happy. I'm excited about being here and being able to do the things that I'm doing. Uh, so I just, and I just let it go. And like I said, a few years later, wham, technology caught up with me. It was like the universe saying, okay, I think he's waited long enough and, and he's not looking for it. So let's surprise him, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Wow, that's great. So that's, that's my, the, the, you know, again, that's my observation. Um, and, uh, I look forward to continuing to do, uh, more with, uh, with what, uh, what God has given me. And I'm hoping that, uh, people will also take a look at their own lives and realize that they are where they are because of the choices that they have made. Okay. Yeah. And that things will continue to move forward. Uh, the constant in the universe, of course, is change. And you just we need to embrace it. Stop fearing it. Let me ask you about that fear, because I read an, uh, uh, an email from a good friend and, and guest on my program years ago who said to me um, the, that there is a more dangerous virus out there than COVID-19, the coronavirus. And it's ignorance, fear and a lack of faith in that order. And I thought, okay, so if we replace ignorance with information, that actually does away with the fear 
Because at least now you have some information to go on, which then sort of restores your faith. Um, can I have you talk a little bit about this, this concept, this emotion we call fear and not only its detrimental effects to our health, our physical health, mental health, emotional health, but also some of the uh, insights that you have received over the years in regards to overcoming the fear, shall we say? I know that's a big one. Yeah, I know. Um, well, it's basically what we've been talking about. Okay. Just more belief in the, the healing and the, the energy of going into a higher dimension. That's how I do it, which is the God frequency dimension. Anytime fear sets in, which is what we're in right now, is a lot of fear of the unknown. Um, we, For me, I teach is going into higher dimension which is the fifth dimension and higher and we're living right now in a third dimensional frequency which is watching the news watching us being attacked constantly worry so when you live in worry a state of frequency of fear then you're not really living in a god holy spirit frequency and that is a fifth dimensional state of frequency so when you're constantly living in fear, then you're really not living in a God state of consciousness. You're really, you can say all day that I am a Christian, that I am a Catholic, I am a person of faith. But if you are constantly walking around in fear, then you are really not living in a God-based loving relationship with the Holy Spirit. Anyone that is living in a God-loving based relationship with the Holy Spirit is not walking around with fear inside of them all the time. Mm -hmm. You can't have love and fear. They both cannot live in your body. You have to pick one and then practice that daily, that you are living with love. You can't have both inside of you. Yeah. Only one. There's only room for one. So this is what happens when you teeter. It's like being married. So you're either married or you're, you're, you're not married. You're, you have both feet in and you're married all the way, or you are two feet or out and then you're cheating. So you're either married, both feet are in with God or you're cheating and one foot is out. So if one foot is out, then the dark energy is going to get you. Hmm. So that's what's wrong with our country right now. We don't have both feet in with God. We don't honor God. We took the, the, the flag out of the classrooms. We don't say the Pledge of Allegiance. So basically what happened is we got attacked. The whole country got attacked with a dark energy. Mm -hmm. So basically if we start honoring God more, the whole world, and we start, so all of us just need to understand if we did five minutes a day, even five minutes a day of prayer, and we, I mean, maybe I'm out of line right now, but five minutes a day of just praying and loving and chanting of some sort of beautiful prayer that you love personally mm -hmm. and honoring the energy of God that will raise your vibration to the essence of the Holy one. Then God will honor you and love you. It's, it's this, it's this beautiful relationship back and forth of give and take. Uh, I think too that along those <laughs> along those same lines, uh, you could actually spend those five minutes just 
being in yeah. a, a state of gratitude, being thankful yeah. for who you are, where you are. Thankful and grateful, yes. Thankful and grateful. I mean, you know, how hard is that for five minutes? Oh, I, mean, I don't know if I said it too simple, but yes, so I was trying to, yeah. Not at all. No, no, no. And and the thing is, it's it's not that complicated. It really isn't that complicated, you know? And that's the problem we, we do have, both in this country and in some cases around the world, is we keep trying to make it complicated because we think that that's the way it's supposed to be, complicated. But it's not. Uh, yeah. You know, and I know that uh, a lot of people have been complaining and moaning and groaning and, and all of that about being, uh, I, I use the word sequestered at home. Makes it sound like they're all waiting, uh, they're, they're all in jury duty or something. But um, uh, since you're at home anyway, and you don't really have much of anything to do, why don't you just, sp- fi- like you just said, like, like uh, Kimberly just said to you, just five minutes, and then for the rest of the 23 hours and 55 minutes, you can do whatever else you want. You can just lay there and vegetate. You can watch TV. Maybe you've got some projects, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I know that for myself and my wife is finally back to work after being furloughed for three months. Um, She kind of was not real happy being unfurloughed. But by the same token, I think that she's probably feeling a lot better about at least doing something. Uh, than sitting around not doing much of anything, although there were a few projects during those three months that she did tackle, and that was wonderful. But I never put any pressure on her to do anything. I said, you you know, this is your time. Think of this as your uh, test run for retirement. She's 69, and uh, she's going to be retiring soon, I'm sure. Uh, Just think about that, uh, because I've often said to her, if you do retire, what are you going to do? You know, because I know you can't stand just sitting around watching TV. That's only going to last a while. This is kind of like a test for everybody to see what it would be like. It is. Yes, absolutely it is. Um, I know that uh, you as a woman and my wife, both very upset as the first month rolled into the second month. um, She has not been able to get her nails done. Now, she does her own hair coloring, so that's not a problem. But she, she, she was constantly complaining to me about her nails. You know, and and I said, look, (laughs) do what you can to care for them the best you can. Eventually, the nail salons will reopen. Now, I didn't even offer to do them for her. I would never do that because I don't know how to do that. I'd have to watch too many YouTube videos. (laughs) But the thing is, is that we we have this. And and from the very beginning of this, Kimberly, I've been utterly optimistic about the future from this perspective. When they decided to shut down the country the way they did, and they didn't shut everything down, but they did shut a lot of it down. Yeah. I said, oh my gosh, what incredible opportunities are available to us. I don't even know what they all are and nobody else does either, but I know they're out there. They're coming and we need to be ready. Uh, and that's really how I've been looking at it. Very from that optimistic perspective that, my gosh, we did something different that we've never done before with a virus. We've had viruses yeah. before. We've had influenza before. And we never do anything. Oh, get your flu shot. Get your flu shot. Get your flu shot. People still died from that or or even getting the flu if they had underlying conditions. And I thought, why are we not doing something different? I mean, my God, I went through the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s in the first decade of the 2000s. And these things kept rolling through and we still did nothing and we got the same result. And I thought, finally, we're going to get a different result. Now, people may not like it, but 
what opportunities are going to be created, what incredible opportunities. Is, uh, do, you, do you see it that way? And, and uh, for you, certainly you, you can't really do hands-on from where you are, but you're able to do this like using Zoom and Skype and other uh, platforms in this respect uh, uh, from where you are. Is that correct? It is, Richard. I'm doing a lot of Skypes. Uh, people are, are scheduling them from all over the world. And I do spiritual counseling also, but I'm doing a lot of scans where I scan the body. I have them today. I scan the body and people set up their cameras. They, they walk pretty far back and I have them stand up and I go all over um, their face, their throat, their chest, their legs, you know, up and down the whole entire system. And I'll do a reading. They can record it. They keep the recording. And I will, um, if they know what they have, they don't tell me. I don't like them to tell me anything. And then I also will go through the whole entire system and do a virtual healing too through, through the screen. And some people will say, how can that be? Well, God and the healing energy can heal through anything, everywhere, anywhere we are. And then also I send over like an 18-page PDF of nutritional program and supplements and related just to you, you know, mm -hmm. I will do that. And I do that at the end of the day, after the session's over, I, I sit up and I go over and everything that, that has been recorded. And I, I make, um, what I feel would be good for you nutritionally and, um, you know, just vitamins and, and everything. And I send that, send that to the person that I've worked with. And mm. everybody seems to be very happy with this that I do. And, um, I have opened up my office in, in Sherman Oaks and I do selective people that I feel is okay to come in for the office. And I have acupuncture and cold laser therapy in the office. And um, my website has all my services that I do on my website. And that website is thehealingtrilogy.com. We encourage you to go there. We will be linked to your website as well so that people can get more information. That's thehealingtrilogy.com. Well, I want to uh, say to you, first of all, Kimberly, Kimberly Meredith, that uh, we thank you so much for sharing this time with us, giving us so much time here on the program, because this is, uh, from my perspective, each one of our programs is providing vital, vital information, support, encouragement, uh, inspiration, I certainly hope, uh, and education as well to help people to make it through from day to day, but also to help them to continue their evolutionary process, as I like to call it. They're continuing their transformation uh, to the next level for themselves and the people around them. And so we want to thank you so much. And when we do get a chance to move about a little bit more, since you are right here in the California area, in the central South Coast uh, area, uh, we would love to have you in studio. Uh, or who knows? Uh, I know my wife has been reading an awful lot about that cold laser therapy kind of thing that uh, could help her. And um, we may just come down to you and uh, maybe sit down and have a short little interview before the cold laser therapy or something like that. And and have another talk about uh, more of the work that you've been doing and some of the successes and so forth. Uh, by the way, have you had any people who have contacted you who have been positive COVID-19 uh, sufferers? I, I have, I, I, I have, and I've worked on them and I wasn't sure where you were located. Are you in California? Santa Barbara, California. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah I love Santa Barbara. Well, I just 
wanted to mention also, we have a healing trilogy ministry where we do on my website, we have ministry events that are um, free. Mm-hmm. Many people come on to our Zoom events on Saturdays at two o'clock and they're all free of donation. We have one this Saturday um, for animals. I know that's like, I scan animals. I love, I love healing animals. Oh. And, um, um, and so this is one that's coming up in, but um, I'd love for you to come over and see us in the office. And um, uh, yeah, so be, be, be blessed for that. Yeah. I know you. that uh, acupuncture and those types of things, it's kind of yeah, tough to do yeah. social distancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but obviously the healing through, uh, through internet contact and connection. I mean, the energy Absolutely. is not uh, is not uh, necessarily close proximity energy. It's universal. It's everywhere. Yeah, so it's really cool. Our ministry events on Zoom are really great. Yeah. We've really, well, we invite people and they're yeah. totally free. Well, folks, go to thehealingtrilogy.com. Find out about these wonderful uh, events that are going on in her ministry. And, and again, we thank you so much. I have three final questions for you before we wrap the program up. But I want to remind our listeners that we are here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. and Monday mornings at 1 a.m. And we do stream live at those times at richarddugan.com, along with the podcasts, which are available uh, at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and a bunch of other locations, which we've listed at the front end of the program. And we certainly hope that you will go to our guests to website and find out more. TheHealingTrilogy.com is the website for today's guest, and uh, Kimberly Meredith has been my guest. And if you'd like to support what we're doing, we do have PayPal and Patreon accounts so that you can do just that. And thank you so much for those who have helped us and who will help us down the road. Uh, Kimberly, my first of three that I ask, you may have answered during the program, but I like to ask them directly. The first is, who is Kimberly Meredith? I'm a medical intuitive healer author. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? I want everyone to experience healing and know that healing is possible and raising their consciousness into a God frequency and accepting miracles more easily in their life. And finally, what is your life's purpose? I feel my life purpose is to keep, um, God, supporting people and helping people with their gifts and um, various ways to opening their love for God. Well, Kimberly, I want to thank you again, Kimberly Meredith, for joining us here on the program. And I want to thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast podcast, love to lull.